I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. Alright, welcome back to Trust God Bro, episode 30. 30. Big oh, up the house. Celebration. Up the house. So, um, yeah, we, we got a fun group today. We, we got the me siblings. That's yeah. right. A portion Hi. of the me siblings. Yeah, not um, Gabe. <laughs> minus Gabe. We the four. Um, but this is fun. So, um, Macy's been on the show before, and we, yeah. we I was talking to her about different ideas. And I, don't, I don't know how this happened, but we came up with the idea that you guys, so, you know, Tanner, Parker, Parker Tanner, Macy. <laughs> Parker Tanner. Parker That's Tanner. the way people should say it. Yeah. They're um, twins, false. by the way. Yeah, twins. Three minutes older. Um, should be Tanner Parker. <laughs> Conclusion. Is it really? Tanner yeah, is three minutes uh, older than me. It's, it's true. Likes to call me his kid brother. As a fun fact. But actually, Parker I, Tanner. Me and Tanner Parker are three years apart. Gabe and Tanner and Parker are three years apart. And Tanner and Parker are three minutes apart. Yeah. This is true. Kind and of our magic number. Huh. Well, and so you, apparently you guys talk about this topic a lot in your own family, like fearing man, and that's not the typical dinner conversation, you, you know, most people have. Right. Um, right. But it, it, it's kind of cool that, like, that you guys are passionate about talking about this. Uh, but first of all, can you guys just, like, give us an introduction to who you are? And I guess, like, from how I know you guys, I mean, Tanner, I mean, at first you were in Mexico and you reached out about possibly like living with me as a roommate. We ended up not working out, but I mean, I kind of remember you were in Mexico at the time, and then um, you guys do stuff with Southside Christian Academy a lot, and so I kind of got connected with the same friends, and then we went on this retreat once, camping, and we, remember the frogs? Yes, I do yeah. remember the frogs. So that, that was my first impression of- Of me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a good first impression of me. Well, and they went out in the, the middle of the night, and there, <laughs> oh, no. there's these bunch of frogs in this lake. We're camping with kids, um, I don't know, how old? Yeah, well, they were probably like, I mean, the oldest were like nine. Yeah. Um, but So we went out in a boat with probably three, like, eight and nine-year-olds. Yeah. And uh, we did catch a frog. We caught a bullfrog. Uh-huh. But we had no way to kill it. We forgot to bring a knife or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I just, like, took the frog by its legs uh-huh. and slapped its head against the side of the boat, like, tons of times until I heard it's... a crack. Oh, no. And then its oh, tongue God. lolled out, and then I knew it was dead. Oh, and so, but, uh, yeah, those kids were a little, oh, no. a little scared of that, a little scarred, a little traumatized. No, it was so funny, though, because they loved it, and then you go out in the middle of the night, and you're, I didn't go out with you guys, but you come back, and you have a boat of yeah. frogs, literally, like, 20 we had frogs. 15, 15 frogs. frogs. Definitely the most successful frog hunting trip well, I've ever had. And you're like, it was a big night for me. How do you know when they're dead? It's like, well, when their tongues come out. <laughs> this is the the guy who's supposed to be mentoring these kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the role model. Well, we did we did eat the frog legs though. We did. So we didn't we didn't let them go to waste. That's true. It's, yeah. It's, we killed what we hunted. And you lost your croc. Or we ate. What we Future hunted. teacher. I did also lose my croc. But I was trying to catch a little frog for the boys, but when I stepped into the lake, I didn't realize how deep the mud went, and it, like, slorped my crock <laughs> right off, and then, so me and this other kid were looking for, like, 15 minutes, but never found it, so it's just hate when still in the bottom of the lake being a, being a home for some fish. We probably yeah. just lost our nature-loving audience right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've tuned out. I know, the frogs felt sick. little pain. <laughs> um, okay, and then, so, what, what about you guys? Like, what, what do you do, and uh, you guys, education family, but, like, you know, what do you do? What's your passion? I 
so right now I, I just started in December teaching Spanish at normal community high school. So it's like freshmen, sophomores mostly. So I'll be doing that actually for the next year at least. Cool. And then we'll see. The hope would be someday teach English as a second language overseas. Yeah. Because like, yeah, being overseas for like missions would hopefully be the, the goal. But we'll see what happens. If that door opens, that'd be sweet. If, if not, not, that'd be okay. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. And I am a fourth grade teacher at Southside Christian Academy, just a school in Peoria that for underprivileged kids. I just have 10 kids in my class, but yeah, it's kids on the south side of Peoria. They don't have to pay anything to go there, and it's it's an awesome an awesome ministry opportunity just to kind of speak into these kids' lives and tell them about the love of Christ, and um, especially in just, they come from a lot of rough home lives, and they have rough rough family lives a lot of, a lot of the time, so it's just a great way to, to show God's love in a pretty dark place. So I'm yeah. very thankful for it. My parents started the school, mm-hmm. which is why I got the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a little bit of nepotism. Never but hurt anybody. It, it, yeah, it is a really <laughs> great place. So plug for Southside to volunteer and mm-hmm. donate money because it, it's a really it's a really cool place. So. Yeah, special. Yeah. And then I am also in education, but I would like to note that... I chose education, although I am younger than Tanner and Parker, I chose education before them. They're so shaking I'm their heads. Not she's, she's following in my footsteps. <laughs> I'm not. But I, yeah, so I'm also studying to be an elementary education major at ISU. Just finished my junior year, and I'll be student teaching next year. And then into the wide world of teaching children. So, <laughs> molding the minds of the youth. Molding Maybe the at SSCA. Correct. Yeah, hopefully at SSCA. I would love that. Yeah. Again, so. copying me. No, yeah. not actually. <laughs> um, cool. Do you have an icebreaker question for us, Parker? Yes. Uh, the icebreaker question for today is if you were, could be any kitchen appliance, or if you are, to describe yourself as a kitchen appliance, like what mm. kitchen appliance are you? Like. <sighs> So just maybe give it some thought. It's like kind of one. It's a more more of a deep question that requires a little bit more pondering. But <laughs> um, for myself, I can go first. Um, I would say I'm probably just a toaster. Um, <laughs> just it's kind of like your average everyday thing, you know. You, you, it's useful every day, um, but it's nothing. It's nothing too special. But it it mm-hmm. still gives um, joy, you know. It gives pop tarts. Pop tarts. That the toast, you know, it's like very specific. I, not that I always give pop tarts or toast. But <laughs> yeah, I like you know what I mean. It, it gives, it gives a little bit of yeah. of like it gives you a good feeling when you when you see that toast yeah. popping up. It does. You're like okay, now I can face my day. Yeah. So yeah, I would say I'm a microwave. If you want the job done. Pop it in. Microwave can get a lot done. Yeah. 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 It might not be Pretty perfect, yeah, exactly. but it is gonna get done. It will get done. Yeah. Good answer. Right now. Um, I I would say I'm gonna go with a fork <laughs> because forks are I would say they're somewhat practical. Yeah, and they're they're uh, they seem they're kind of under the radar. You don't may not think, think about, about them as think. much, but yeah. they get their job done. And it's like and they don't draw a lot of attention to themselves. They're kind of I mean they seem very sensible to me. <laughs> yeah. Sensible. Sensible. Fork. I would say so. Yeah, I'm, I, I just kind of resonate with a fork. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, but the first thing that came to mind is a whisk. Because I just like to break up eggs and. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just That's Macy's favorite thing to do. <laughs> I don't actually know why, 
But uh, yeah, maybe just I, I uh, could see it. Just like making you things. You like mixing it up a little I bit. I like mixing things up, you know? Mixing yeah. up the. Mixing up people. Mixing people up. <laughs> yeah. You're a connector of people. Yeah, connector of people. I'm connect- yeah, that's what that's you, what I'm You go take with that. the eggs of one person and the milk of another person mm. and the chocolate chips of. Yet another person <laughs> right, and make a delicious batch. It's a little bit far. Yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> now, of now we're cooking people. <laughs> Wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. I'm excited to talk about this. You guys thanks have for having us. Yeah, we've we've had this on the backlog for a month, two months. <laughs> so I, I keep telling them their ideas are steaming up and they they're progressively getting better in the steamer. <laughs> um, we just but, need another two months to think about them. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, I I when it, the idea the topic is. Trusting God when you fear man, fearing man, overcoming fear of man. And this is something that is happens in the Christian life and life in general for everyone, but specifically for Christians, this is where we're coming from. I remember going to a camp once, and we each got like a little note card, and it had different quotes. And the quote that I got, and this was just, it was at like a ropes course, so that's kind of the background. And the one I had was, how would you live if you had no fear? And then it said, live like that. And I think when I read that, I would just see that that's so, like, it's awesome. Like, I would love that. But then I realized it's like, I can't do that. It's so debilitating when you're said, like, just overcome fear. Like, just Mm -hmm. do it. And I think that's the reality of when you're talking about this topic of fear um, that we would love to live without fear. I, like, would you guys agree with that? Like, if you could live mm-hmm. without fear, I mean, would you want to? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, It'd yeah. May more surrendered and just like, yeah, you don't have to worry about yourself and yeah, kind of just yeah. Yeah, and and like you said, it sounds it's kind of discouraging if you just say overcome fear. Yeah, because but the gospel truth is that we don't overcome fear in, yes. our, in and of ourselves. As like part of the awesome news is the gospel is we have. God's grace to empower us to do that. Yeah. But yeah, it's it definitely is sounds intimidating task. just to say overcome fear. Yeah. It's crushing. You know, it's like you say, hey, do this. Um, mm-hmm. Go, you know, share the gospel, meet with people, open your ho- home up to people. And you're just like, you know, I can't. Like, I don't want to. Um, and we have a wide variety of fears, um, whether it's fear of loneliness, the fear of being misunderstood, Fear of being spiders. abandoned. Spiders. <laughs> spiders. Um, <laughs> Parker. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's just like really innate in us. And I guess I want to start by saying uh, for you guys, like what fears do you have? What do you battle with? Um, what have you experienced lately? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can even go ahead and yeah. start. I would say... Kind of like an ongoing one for me related to the fear of man is specifically just in any social setting, the fear of like coming across as boring mm-hmm. is, is a huge one of like wanting to see me, help people see me as colorful personality mm-hmm. or like see me as, as worthwhile to talk to in general. So that would be, that'd be one. And just, and that kind of is brought to the forefront. <laughs> it just seems like a lot of the jobs that I've worked are like standing in front of kids or like doing or like I'm teaching right now. Yeah. And so like as a high school teacher, yeah, standing in front of high school kids brings that fear to the forefront of like mm-hmm. not wanting to be boring and wanting to be entertaining or wanting to be engaging in some way. And so that but that bleeds outside of teaching for sure into that's that's been a struggle. Yeah. Pretty much throughout my time being a Christian is wanting 
to be and have like have an attractive personality and, yeah. and etc is kind of like a huge part of it yeah yeah so that makes sense mm-hmm. huh yeah and for myself i mean i think that's part of it is not wanting to be boring like tanner said i i actually well i'm also a teacher um so i do like want to be seen as like fun engaging and cool and all those things but i think yeah it really just boils down for me just to yeah being afraid people won't like me just fearing that yeah fearing their disapproval of me and yeah that just causes causing a lot of stress mm-hmm. um later to that it doesn't really boil down to like i'm i'm afraid of being i mean part of it might be afraid of being lon- lonely because i guess fear of like losing all my friends is definitely yeah. one of the things um and i wouldn't say fear of being misunderstood is necessarily one of them but i guess um, yeah, I, I fear really just not feeling okay because people are like disapproving of me or, or just I'm sensing that they're not liking me or thinking I'm cool or yeah, yeah things like that. Yeah, that's, I think, I'd say for me it is kind of more recently a fear of being misunderstood and just knowing that like I can't control other people's perceptions of me and I none of us can but we just kind of want to and so I I fear that people see me in a way that I don't want them to and I also fear that I'm not fear not being connected with people Mm -hmm. because when I go into a social gathering and I see something that like oh that's there I also struggle I think comparison is really knitted in with this um a lot for me because like I see oh they're this way and I'm not that way and I just I feel like that disconnect so I guess that would be a little bit of a fear of maybe loneliness as well but Mm -hmm. um and just yeah not being fully known and accepted for who I am and so with that fear specifically like obviously true is like Psalm 139 Mm -hmm. and um knowing that just like the only person who's actually going to know me and fully understand me is God more than even me understanding myself so um so i think just yeah in that fear just recognizing that yeah no people aren't going to understand me actually and that's okay and um but Hmm. yeah i think in each one of these fears you have the idea uh that we're fallen and what and so it's playing in this narrative of the gospel and the reason why we battle against these fears, but you see that our nature is that we're curved inward to ourselves, yeah. and we're so focused on the way we, we look to other people and the way people will think we'll come across to them because we're, we're selfish. Our innate mm-hmm. desire is to serve ourselves, and like Tim Keller says it like this, like we're, we're curved, our spines are curved inwards. Like we, mm-hmm. we, we can't, that's our, our default nature. And I was just thinking about this morning, it's so true of like everything I do almost traces back to serving myself. Yeah. you know yeah and and seeing that like trace back to mm-hmm. the garden as like the initial desire was to be like god and to we're supposed to be outward mm-hmm. we're supposed to be like outward and loving god first and foremost yes. and loving others yes yes and then we desire to be like god and exalt ourselves and there's as soon as they do that there's this hiding there's this guarding mm-hmm. trying yes. to like create a covering for themselves yeah yeah and so that's huge so we're all just and that's that's the yeah mm-hmm. that's the root of the fear of man is trying to generate our worth and our yeah generate self worth from something else besides God. Yes. Kind of make constructed. it for ourselves. Yeah. To make a name for ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Building our own kingdom rather than focusing on God's kingdom. Yeah. Really. 
yeah. what it comes down to. No, yeah. It's not a kingdom worth building. And it's like Romans 3 says, there's no fear before their eyes. They, they have no fear of God before them. But it's crazy because that's that's where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I mean, you can personalize this to yourself, but it's true. Yeah. And fear paralyzes us. Mm-hmm. You know, if we let it control us, it will stop us from loving people. Because yeah. like you said, Eden, it, it, the way it was, the Garden of Eden, it was beautiful. We're in perfect delight between God and man, perfect harmony. And because our, you know, we're covered in his righteousness, we don't need to seek another um, source of, you know, pleasure because you have the pleasure of God on you. Mm-hmm. So why do we fear? Just continuing this train. We have fears. You know, how do, why do these arise? And we're, we've already talked about this, I guess, mm-hmm. sin. But yeah. any other yeah. things you guys think of? Yeah, I think it just, I mean, the root of it and the root of pretty much all types of sin is just our pride. Um, even when, I know in, in the past when I've been like feeling really insecure or feeling like, oh man, I'm worthless or things like that, I've, I've told myself that's because I must be really humble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm feeling way worse than this other person, so therefore I'm meek and God approves of me. But the truth is, in those times, I was being just as proud as a person who's openly very arrogant and cocky yeah. because I was still focusing on my own gifts or my own talents uh, compared to somebody else's instead of focusing on my true worth. I mean, I was believing a lie because my true worth is completely in the fact that I'm created in the image, image of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whether or not I was feeling like I was on the top or the bottom of the pile, mm-hmm. like the problem was that I was seeing the pile and I wasn't seeing mm. God's worth, like evening out the playing field for everybody. Yeah. Cause yeah. yeah. And, and it was, it was always just such a trap because, um, even when I would like start doing well, like especially in junior high and high school, this was like a big problem for me. And I would be like on the baseball team or the, basketball team and I wasn't very good on either of those teams but I like every once in a while I have like a little success like I'd score six points or something in a game and I'd be like nice I'm on top of the world and then uh, after that like so I would feel good for like a night or so and then after that I'd be like afraid I'd lose like whatever position I had gained or even like if I I'd be depressed because I felt like I didn't have any friends or if I got friends I'd be like oh shoot I have to keep these friends so if you're if you're like doing the comparison game like Macy was saying there's just never any rest and yeah, you're never yeah. like on solid footing before God. Yeah. Cause you're either and you're looking, never... you're either looking up at people or you're looking down at people and you're not looking up at God. If right. Only, There's just no rest. If only I could forget myself. Yes. <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> if only, if only. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the classic Tim Keller yeah. <laughs> saying. Yeah. Was that, a, so, was that a softball to Macy? So, no. Yeah. It was a softball. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Dave was giving me the side eye here. The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness by Tim, Tim Keller. If you have not read this book, you just simply must. Because it's it short. is it's very short. You could probably read it in yeah. about an hour. Yeah. Um, but don't. Read it longer than that. Uh, and soak it in. But, um, yeah, basically, the whole premise is just the, like, the little um, subheading is the path to true Christian joy. Because when we can, when we can forget ourselves and just not think less of ourselves but think of ourselves less C.S. Lewis then we can um, just be opened up to freedom in Christ and 
and um, loving others genuinely from a pure heart and not for what they can give us and um, how we can be. And, and, and this is a lot of the thing, like kind of what Parker was describing um, throughout high school. It's very common. And just honestly, all of life, like we feel like we're in the courtroom every day, like trying to prove our worth and prove who we are and build, yeah, that name for ourselves. But the truth of the gospel is that like court adjourned, we're, we're out of the courtroom. Christ has already called us, um, called us, uh, good enough. And, and we don't have to earn that status because our identity is ultimately in Christ. And, um, we can just live in that freedom of, of, yeah, not being in that constant struggle of mm-hmm. proving ourselves. Yeah. Yep. I was trying to find the quote yeah, in, should, in the book itself, but it was like, uh, it's, he quotes Madonna. I wouldn't recommend as a theologian, but <laughs> like, he quotes everything. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. He reads so much. It's, it's ridiculous. He, but he says, as far as like what we fear to answer that question, he quotes Madonna who's like spoke, had interviewed in some magazine and I'm going to butcher the quote cause I can't find it, but it's something like all of, I have an iron will and all of that will is dedicated to one thing, and that's conquering some horrible feeling of inadequacy. Mm. I, I'll push past it in one, in one moment, and then, and, I, and she just she says, I discover myself as a special, exciting person, and then moments later, it's gone, and like she she finds herself having to regain this this feeling of of being special, of being valuable, and so it's never ending. At the yeah, and it's it's a cycle. She says, my struggle has never ended, and it probably probably never will, which is tragic for people who yeah who are still mm-hmm. apart from christ this is where else do we find our worth except yeah. like what the world thinks of us except for our performance except for those things and so we have an awesome message of hope for yeah. the world and, and the gospel and and, and a freedom of self-forgetfulness and true mm-hmm. christian joy and that's like this yeah, so th- i guess the core in my mind of like what we fear is just being being worthless we tried to regain a worth and identity in the garden apart from god and so when I fear being boring or being poor at my job yeah. or whatever it might be, yeah, just being a failure in whatever way, I'm fearing that I don't have any value and don't have any worth and I'm hmm. trying to generate it somewhere else. And so it's, and what's been helpful for me is like when Jesus talks about the building your house upon the rock versus your house upon the sand. Hmm. And obviously the rock, we build our life, our joy and our identity on Jesus and if we build it on the sand, it's essentially anything else. And so there's anxiety when there's no stable foundation for our joy and our identity. We're, yeah. we're fearing that it's constantly crumbling. There's instability and because, because there's no firm foundation for our joy. So, and it crumbles time and time again. And, and we experience what Madonna experienced mm-hmm. is the, the, the feeling of worthlessness and mm-hmm. isolation and feeling like we don't have value. And so that's yeah, at the yeah. core, I guess, is like yeah. feeling, fearing ina- inadequacy. Inadequacy, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see, like Paul was a very poised man after he became a Christian, and it seems like almost like nothing would move him, because like he understood that well. He says, "But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ." It's like he's like making this one thing his identity, which is the crucified Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's like this is the thing that he identifies with most and obviously like not perfectly but like he overall like dude he went through so much but like he did not shift mm-hmm. he like had this one focus and mm-hmm. because of he you know taking off himself and putting it on christ and um yeah. yeah so any other 
reasons why we fear um, thoughts or stories yeah. yeah I think also for myself kind of going back to when I said I was afraid of not having friends um, I I think one of the roots for me of the fear of man is that I feared that if I don't have enough approval if I don't have enough mm-hmm. friends I'm not going to be satisfied like yeah. I won't be okay and I won't be secure yeah and so actually like my senior year of high school I went through a pretty rough time where I pretty much just thought okay if I don't have friends then like I, I'm not going to be happy I'm going to be miserable mm-hmm. my whole life and I cannot live like a full satisfied life without friends and so during this time I was like super stressed out talking to my friends because I was like I need to I need to keep them as my friends and to do that I need to be funny I need to be cool and I need to mm-hmm. like not have awkward long silences where I don't say anything so I was always <laughs> like yeah. just pushing and forcing myself and pressuring myself yeah. to be fun and cool and all those things and I was miserable every yeah. single day I, I felt super trapped and yeah. just like what am I yeah I mean it, it was a really bad time and yeah I got counseling and thankfully um, through the counseling just came to realize um, more and more that that those things while like we are created for relationship and God God did design relationship uh, to be a good thing for us to grow closer to God and and to each other um, like ultimately it is to to grow closer to God and to glorify God yeah. more and um, they also just spoke the truth that God will provide whatever I need and God God is in himself everything that I need mm-hmm. um, but if if he like he, he will work all things together for good as well no matter whether I'm talking and being funny or not and so I, I finally got to the place where I could like actually rest and relax around people and just like okay I don't have anything to say right now that's fine yeah and so yeah I finally got out of that through realizing that God is everything we need and like God is the only thing that can truly satisfy us because I was I was making my friends which are a good thing I was making them into a God thing yeah which is making me miserable yeah that's what happens when you put anything in that place of like making it an idol it's like that's yep. not ultimately going yes. to satisfy you it's yeah what the, what fear of man is is really just putting people in that place of they're an idol and the reason they're an idol is because you're an idol and you want their approval hmm. yeah yeah and the way that happens and you said that it happened because I realized you said that I realized this and that a realization is faith in something and you know mm. so, something had to change in order for you to overcome that so if you're following the path we're taking with the, I asked the first question what do we fear you know it's like it, uh, a whole host of things. It could be your pillow, or I don't know. Pillows <laughs> <laughs> are terrifying. Man. <laughs> the old pillowphobia is always a killer. <laughs> um, you know, spider. But the and the next question was, why do we fear? And so, like you guys said, our pride, putting other people before God, putting idols before God, um, and a lot of it is our nature. Our, our nature is to succumb to fear. Yeah. And also all of, I just wanted to add, all of society is telling us that this is the way it is. Yeah. Everybody's telling us, if you're not as good at sports as this other guy over here, then you're worthless. Yeah. Or if you're not as funny as this guy or don't have yes. as many friends, then you're just lame, and that guy is better than you, and that's the way it is. Yes. And so we, our entire system and ourselves are telling us that that's the way it is, but those, they're telling us straight lies yeah. from yes. the devil that yeah. we just... 
believe because it's like our default. Yeah. God has a different value system. Like yes. it's not the value system. Yeah. yeah. The the true okay. value system is not that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's dead on. So the the last question we're gonna finish up on is, how do I not fear? You know, it's I'm over here. I want to be like you guys and not fear. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, <laughs> oh my god. We've I, completely I, conquered the fear. I, I asked them this before. First like, humans. So ever. you guys are gonna fear anymore? And it's like no. <laughs> Good one, Dave. But yeah, like, um, what are the steps I have to walk through in order to not fear man? Um, Proverbs twenty nine twenty five. Oh, the fear of man will prove to be a snare, which is kind of what we talked about already. Like it kind of makes you miserable. Um, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Um, and then. So yeah, trusting in God through that, and also another book I want to throw out there, I guess I'm the book lady today, but um, When People Are Big and God is Small by Ed Welch, so good because basically the whole thrust of it is, um, or one of my favorite quotes is, those who fear the Lord fear nothing else. So growing in your in fear of God and growing in not looking, again, up at people or down at people, but looking at God. Um, and just beholding him for who he is, and that's going to take spending time in prayer with him. That's going to take reading his word and, and reading the Gospels and seeing who yeah. Jesus is and being amazed by that. Um, and so just kind of standing in it. One of my favorite songs is the um, I Wonder by Leland. and just like, I'm in awe of the majesty of who you are. And like, just the songs that, yeah, listening to songs that inspire worship and praise of God. So just anything that can increase your love of God is going to take your focus off of yourself, is going to take your focus off of yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And, yep. th- and I, put your focus on people in a good way. But. Yeah, and like your story of like, in high school, and when, after you overcame that, it, you're in a lot of regard, I mean, life became easier in certain ways like you're just taking this weight off yourself and you're more joyful to be around or, or whatever it's like the, the most the most pleasant people to be around are those that don't consider themselves worth of any value mm. <laughs> we have a giant bee oh my gosh wasp flying around <laughs> us right now we're a little scared of the bee fear of wasps is all we're a struggle um <laughs> we just gotta trust god bro trust god bro <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that, that's a great book when people are big and god is small and to continue from that book like one of the main things that i was confronted by from that book was that like addressing your sin first yeah like the sin behind it because like i'm I'm just super quick when i'm struggling in the middle of like feeling anxious about other people's opinions or feeling rejected in some way to just jump jump straight to being a victim and like god loves me which is absolutely true and he will flesh this out a lot better than i do but but jumping straight there of like God's love and, and affirmations and only affirmation rather than taking the step of acknowledging repentance first. Like, this mm-hmm. is sin. Like, even though it feels like I'm the victim, yes. I am, I'm worshiping man, I'm worshiping myself, I'm seeking value in things that I shouldn't, I'm turning from God, and I need to repent. And that's, that was like one of the main things because I, I usually skip that step when I'm in the middle of mm-hmm. struggling with social anxiety. And then mm-hmm. uh, John, John Piper pointed out this verse from Isaiah 51 where it's God talking to Israel and he says this is God saying I I am he who comforts you who are you that you are afraid of man who dies mm. of the son of man who is made like grass and have forgotten the Lord your maker who stretched out hmm. the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth so what he point what John Piper points out God is saying who do you think you are yeah. that you're afraid 
Which is like so yeah. opposite of how we'd respond to our fear. It's like your pride, you're trying to elevate yourself, you're trying to take matters into your own hands and generate your own, own self-worth and, and it's repentance is what's required because I'm, I'm not quick to call it sin. Yeah, and so and kind of dwell in it and feel like oh, nurse your wounds. Yeah, it's like stop. Which is what the world the world does that, and it's like it's the you need, the key to key is just raising your self esteem, and then and it's in some ways even in the church in myself I'll, yeah. I'll do that, mm-hmm. yeah. and rather than just going straight to repentance and and relying on God's grace and going to the cross. And yeah, because then what that's like Satan's way of like getting you stuck in it, like oh I'm gonna just try and think my way out of this or like instead of just recognizing it as sin, turning from it, and then yeah, accepting right. freedom in Christ. And yeah. In uh, in Mere Christianity, there's a, chap- a whole chapter on pride. Um, and yeah, C.S. Lewis talks about one of the best ways to know how proud you are is how, in- how offended you get when somebody insults you or when somebody like snubs you in a social conversation. Like if you get really offended, you're probably very proud mm-hmm. because the reason usually we get really offended is because we think somebody's taking an attack at us and we think we're awesome and we think we're yeah. like the the kings of our own domain and everything mm-hmm. like that like making our own little kingdoms um but if we're focused on god and god's glory which is what we were created for mm-hmm. um then really those little slights and insults will just roll right off us because we're like you can insult me all you want like i know first off i know where my worth comes from yeah. and second off like i don't care if i get insulted like I, i'm caring about god's glory yeah. not my own yeah yeah Mm-hmm. It, it, it's funny of like Paul when he's like talking about death I mean people fear death and he says death where's your sting he's like taunting death it's just kind of funny of like the, <laughs> that's the way it becomes when you fear God instead of man so that, that's, that, that's the principle we're talking about so if you had to summarize of what you know how do I not fear man the to, to fear God, and we, that requires repentance. And um, Max Stiles says it like this: If you find a scorpion in your kid's bedroom, like suppose that you know, suppose you guys have kids. <laughs> Imagine for a moment. A lot of imagining required here. <laughs> so um, you know, all of a sudden it's kind of like Wandavision. All of a sudden you have a kid. Bam! It's not happens, right? So, um, you if you find a scorpion in your kid's bedroom, you won't. You don't get to it tomorrow. You kill it now and with gusto. Slay your fear of man the way you would slay a scorpion. The way to murder our fear of man is to love God more, to be so in love with Jesus and what he's done for us that we live for for him anywhere all the time. This is the way to put to death the fear of man. Evangelism happens most naturally not when we've psyched ourselves up about motivational sermons on evangelism, but when we have fallen so in love with Jesus that the gospel pours out of us because we like to talk about whatever we love. Um, so I think that's a, a great principle. And how, how do I love Jesus? How does that happen? Um, through these realizations, like these truths that you find, you've discovered in your own lives, in the Bible, and mm-hmm. yeah. other people that talk to you. Yep. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it comes from definitely just tasting and seeing the... God is good. Yes. And the the more we realize that he's good, the more we realize the closer in relationship we are to him, the better, like, the more, like, we'll feel our purpose, we'll feel what we're created hmm. to feel yeah. because we weren't created to feel like we need to be growing our own kingdoms. We weren't yeah. created to feel like we need to be getting the approval of others. We were created to feel like we're reflecting the glory of God and, yeah. and 
um, shining that glory to others. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and also one one thing with when people were big and gotten small that I really liked is that our culture tends to think of ourselves as empty cups yeah. with lots of needs um, that need to be filled by other people's approval and by friendships and all that stuff. Um, but the truth is that us as Christians have been completely filled yeah. with God's love and with God's all-satisfying um, relationship with us. And so because of that, uh, we are overflowing with Jesus' love because he gives more than we could ask or imagine. And we can give that love to others. And we, we don't, it doesn't hinge upon others doing good things to us. Mm-hmm. Like we are overflowing already out of Jesus who doesn't change. And because of that, we can, we can give to others freely um, without ever being dry. Like yeah. Yeah. our cups will never run dry. Yeah, so. and I just want to add too, like this doesn't mean that, like this doesn't mean that you we just need to like hide from people. Obviously, like this means that our love of people can be that much greater because yeah. we are filled and we can enjoy Christian community in the body of Christ. Like a lot of something that's helped me also with the fear of man is thinking of me as a part of a body and not something that like I need to build my image, but like no, I'm I'm a part of the body of Christ, and mm. like um, and just um, yeah, that takes some of the pressure off of it. I feel like and and just also um. Uh, lost my train of thought, but hmm, yeah, being a part of the body of Christ and yeah, being less individualistic, being less as individualistic, a, as a yeah, yeah, less individualistic, and um, just being filled and then free to love others. I guess yeah. or something else I was gonna say, which yeah, then remember. creates like it's so freeing. I would love to get to the point. Like, I mean, there was another C.S. Lewis quote that he talked about. Um, we should we should all be able to get to the point where we see a amazing painting that someone has done and take as much pleasure in that painting as if we had created it ourselves or like yeah. see it ama- like when somebody else like for me the way this pans out is if somebody else like talks about like oh i talked to this person and they accepted jesus yeah. a lot of the time i'm not nearly as excited for them as i would be if i had talked to yeah. that person and then they did accept jesus sure. yeah. so like like macy was saying like if we are truly connected to the body then we can truly rejoice in other people's rejoicing. Yes. And we can truly have pain in other people's pain because it's our own body's pain. Yeah. Or our own body's joy. And I think it's rare that I've actually, like, that's something that God's still definitely working with me on anyways. And Yeah. Yeah, and, like, Jesus, there's times when, like, Jesus was really tired from his ministry and stuff, but he would come back um, from, like, just like spending time with, or I can't remember. It was one of the times when he was like going across from one crowd to another, uh-huh. and it said he looked on the crowd and had compassion on them. It's like I'd be like Macy would look on the crowd and be mad at him, but like, just like he, yeah. So I feel like when we're when we're filled with the fear of God, when we are content in our identity in Christ, then we can have compassion on people, love people, and be an effective part of the body as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean those, those are a lot of great points, um, and just like. Yeah, it happens. Meditate on the life and death of Jesus Christ. Meditate on that and let that fill you up with love for God. And, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, there's so many parts of it. Fear paralyzes us. Assumptions will tank us. We always think that people will say no. Um, But on the other side of um, that pain, you know, that you step in the five-foot boundary, um, (laughs) on the other side of pain, you either find hunger or hostility. Um, 
and that's there. There's people that are that are hungry for the word, and there will be people that host, hostile to the word of God. But there are people that are hungry. But fill yourself with the love of God and let that flow out. Um, any other closing comments before we shut this down? Um, I, yeah, I don't think so. I guess maybe just one more thing. Um, one, or well, I, I always like to think like going back to self-forgetfulness. I don't think we can talk about self-forgetfulness yeah. enough. Um, Probably have to invite you guys on a part two for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Self-forgetfulness. <laughs> um, but, so, like, I think about when I was a kid and, like, I would go over to, like, my cousin's house or something and I would just be so excited because... I was going to hang out with my cousins, and they were hilarious, and they are so cool, and it's my cousins. Who are your cousins? Shout out to... Well, Derek and Dustin and Lexi Stoller, <laughs> and Josh and Caleb and Allie Zier. That's awesome. So, there you go. And all the rest. And all the rest of the cousins. <laughs> yes. I love all my cousins. Um, but, so, my point is, at that time, I didn't have a single thought for myself and how I was appearing to them, yeah. and I enjoyed those it was times. The enjoyment of them. So much. It was so free, mm. and I was just like complete enjoyment. Mm -hmm. really and now, cool. like I think about when I go to like even family gatherings and stuff. I'm like, I don't enjoy. I mean, I still enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it like nearly as much as I did because I, I'm caught up in my own perception of myself or how other people are perceiving mm. me. And so I think when God says humble, humble yourself like a child, like that's like think about what a child thinks about. Like they're taking in the world. For what the world is, they don't really care what people are thinking about themselves. Yeah, yeah. you know, and like enjoying God's good gifts. So, I think if we can get to that point, life will just be so much more free and easy. And and one more quote from that mm -hmm. um, your Christianity chapter, um, he just talked about like it's it's very rare that anyone actually feels a glimpse of true humility. But when you do, it's like a cold drink of water to a man in a desert. So mm -hmm. it's. It really is like ridiculously freeing when you actually feel a little bit of that, of that humility and self forgetfulness. So yeah, and which comes from God awareness. Yeah. So yeah, huh. seeing seeing God, forgetting ourselves, is it's it's all a big cycle. You well, know? Yeah. Can you say that again? It comes from God awareness. How how do you yeah. hear that? Oh, which all comes from self forgetfulness, which comes from God awareness. Yeah. Yeah. The cold drink of water, that? Yeah, no, that, that. I think that's a great way to, like, yeah. I think just having that as, like, the summary that yeah, self-forgetfulness comes from God-awareness. Right, seeing God for who he is will automatically make us forget ourselves, yep. which yeah. will make us not fear man. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's great. Don't put it off today. Kill your fear of man. And, um, kill the scorpion. Kill and if you follow these steps, you will be free by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. Um, <laughs> Call nine five seven. <laughs> yeah. You know, next time we'll we'll have to do pop up chicken shop again or something. Absolutely. Yes. So this is funny, and yeah. so we're wrapping up here, but um, and this isn't really related to the podcast, but before we were at pop up chicken shop, and I got done with my run, I was waiting for them, and. <laughs> There's a hose, and I missed them when they walked in, and Macy was like, where, where, where'd you go? I was like, oh, I was around the side of the building, there was a hose. <laughs> it was, like, covered in mud, and, like, inside of it, I could see, like, things in it, but I was so thirsty. I, I turned on the hose. No! I let it run for a little bit, but it was still kind of gross, but I drank from it, because I was so thirsty. I was like, literally, and, like, if, I think it's the idea, of, it's just kind of funny to think about, and I literally saw a worm come out of it, but it was, oh I'm, I'm fine, but it tasted really, really good. <laughs> Three days later, Dayton died. Dayton died. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, people are just thirsty for that, and sometimes you just forget that you're not aware, and just my own self, like, dude, like, yeah. we just want that so much. We yeah, we, like, we think what we want is to be famous, or like, or yeah. to, just to be really successful in things, and, it's, well, that's a Jim, Jim Carrey quote, I wish that everybody could be rich and famous so that <laughs> they could see that that's not the answer. Huh. Um, so, but, yeah, like, the truth is, what we really have been desiring this whole time is just being free, hmm. and the mm. freedom comes through... God awareness, like seeing God who He really is, because then if we if we truly see Him, we'll have no choice but to forget ourselves, yeah. you know. Stepping mm. off the throne. So yeah. Anyhow, that's cool. And I'm talking like I do that all the time, but I do not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is definitely yeah, easier tough. easier said than done, 100 yeah, exactly. because it's so in it's so insidious, and I mean even during this talk we were joking earlier about how <laughs> this is going to be tough for uh, three people that struggle with the fear of man <laughs> to do a podcast that people will be listening to <laughs> it's like oh no so like but even during this i've been like nervous and because yeah. of because of the fear of man so it's yeah yeah gotta pray it, for grace it, all the time yeah. but it's God, definitely the process of renewing our minds yeah. that we need to to just yeah go back to the go back to the well every day um, um that yep. is god and yeah also of the gospel Punchinello, you guys know the story. You are special. I don't know if you've ever yeah. read the book. You are special, uh -huh. but in that, Punchinello, who uh -huh. well, that's a long story. But basically, he goes and visits this woodcarver uh -huh. every day, and that's what stops him from like worrying about the fear of what man, people think what of people him. thought of him. Yeah. yeah. So, and if you haven't read that, read You Are Special. Huh. It's great. Um, but yep, it's kind of so a every day, book. every day he went to to see Eli the woodcarver, and um, that's how. Eventually, he he became free. So we have to we have to go see God every day. Yeah. And yeah, the process of renewing our minds. Do not be conformed to the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Huh. So that's what it that's what it takes. Cool. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys being on. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It, it, was, it was a it was blast. Good. This was. nice, so chill, beautiful day. Spring, awesome. summer day. Is it? Is, is it summer? Like, it is. I'd count it as summer. It's summery. I think it's the vernal the equinox is in June. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, I don't so know what that, that means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. Send in your questions. Uh. I want to do a Q and A session coming up. I've only had like two people send me questions, and I've plugged this every time. <laughs> so I really doubt if I'll you send guys. You some yeah, we'll all send you questions. Yeah. Right. Please. Questions I hope I get a flood sure. of questions because honestly, um. But yeah. What, what were the two questions? Do you remember them? Um. I, how do I, one of them was like, how do I have spiritual conversations with my friends? Oh. Um, I didn't know if they were like really like, <laughs> just like no, dumb like, questions like what's oh, your favorite yeah. color type well, thing. I, yeah, I want to hear anything and just like who the audience is, like who's listening because I want to serve the people listening well. And so I really don't know, you know, what denominations you're really from. You know, I know I have some idea, but like, you know, I, I, I or where you're at and location to the world or. I just want to know that if you want to include that, your favorite, if you were appliance, what you would be, you know, <laughs> um, that stuff. Um, but anyways, thanks for being on. Um, at, at, the end of every, at, the, at the end of every episode, we like to say, and that's how you trust God, bro. So oh, we say it all together? We yeah. say it all together. Oh. So, you ready? I'm going to count us down. Ready, so. and, and that's how you trust God, bro. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's kind of